Welcome to another fun-filled, exuberant episode of Seishura, <laughs> the Music Explorers podcast. As always, I'm Scoot Magoo. I'm Jim Jam. And we have another free episode, which we have not done for quite a while, and I am very excited we are doing. And I'm also excited because it we're doing this to give ourselves more time to prepare for our topic next week, which I think you will really enjoy, and I am looking forward. Which to. I think was the reason we did our free farm, our last free farm episode. <laughs> no, I kind of, I kind of think but, it was. I'm yeah. sensing a theme here. I, I'm, I'm okay with that though, because <laughs> yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm the next week's episode. I think is going to be really interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, yeah, but as always, um, just to try to kickstart our conversation. We are going to talk about albums of the week first, so that we kind of can bounce off some some thoughts of one another. So okay, why don't get an all reverso up in here? Yeah. <laughs> so why don't you take us away? Um, yeah. Unless are are you ready? Because I know sometimes you oh, yeah. like when I go first. Okay. Yeah. Take it yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I, I I usually let you go first. It's more out of courtesy. Uh, but you know there have been those times where I'm like, oh fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> what, what what do I pick? Yeah. No, I uh, I have a pretty good idea this time. Uh, yeah, so this is a record that is probably the one of the best, like, quote-unquote mathcore records of the last decade mm-hmm. by one of the great mathcore bands, quote-unquote. And uh, it is uh, One of Us is the Killer by uh, Dillinger Escape Plan. Nice. Um, yeah, you know, I, because I think, I don't know how I put, I it, it wound up in my car. Uh, you know, it, it's funny the amount of, like, random curation that goes into deciding what I play in my car. Like, I purposefully <laughs> tried to go as opposite as possible. So, like, I went, I think, from listening to Sarah Vaughn, so, like, you know, 50s vocal jazz, all the way to, um... Hmm. I'm trying to think what... what stop that. I think Billy Joel. Then to Dillinger Escape Plan. That's... <laughs> And then, and then I got Discovery now going on in the car. Well, there you go. So it's yeah. But anyway, you know, just putting this thing on again, I'm like, just fuck. Like it's been a while since I put on a Dillinger album, and I'm so glad I did it. And like, I mean, I, I think people talk a lot about like Prancer and like the title track, but there are some great. Like I, I think honestly, every track on One of Us Is the Killer is just like amazing. Um, but uh, Paranoia Shields is uh, a personal favorite of mine. Uh, the Day I Lost My Bet as well. Um, Hero of the Soviet Union is really good. I mean, it's like, there's so many just great, great tracks all strung through it. Um, and just, yeah, I mean, it just Bam was just at their prime then. I mean, I feel like they've always maintained a, like a high level of quality throughout every album that they've done. But I feel like they really just did something like I don't know, like there was just like I don't know some some magic voodoo powder in in whatever they were drinking when they were recording this thing. Uh, yeah, I am just very like enamored with it. It's a great album. So yeah, yeah. It was it was funny. Uh, I went through a I don't like Dillinger phase where I sold this album and I'm still sad about that. 
Uh, yeah, but I did not know that you went through such a phase. Uh, what, when did this happen? I, I thought you knew about that. There was a time where like yeah. I, I was not super keen on Dillinger. I don't know. I, I, it was it was it preceded a time where um, you know I mentioned before that you know Pierron took a couple listens. I felt like it just it was too chaotic. Like for whatever reason, like truly dissonant, intent, you know, intense music like that just didn't hit me in in the mm. same way. I, I don't really know why. I, I felt like I, I like Converge because it was kind of like that, but not as you know. It was still rooted in some kind of traditional hardcore aspects um yeah but uh my mom for her job go you know does she used to do a lot of you know driving around traveling to different places um and she i asked her to buy this for me because she was going to be in her best buy and or i think they're new but she was somewhere that sells cds and she said that like the people were a little surprised that she was buying the new dillinger skate plan album which <laughs> i definitely appreciate that um but yeah this is uh of I think this is the last one of their albums I need. Also, the the, the newest one. Um, but I just the, the the quote the supposed last one. Well, you know, for the for the time being, at least. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just this is a, a phenomenal record, and it it always reminds me of when they performed at Golden Gods, which yes. I, I don't know if they like it's it's hard to tell if you know things were canceled because of, of COVID or if it's just something that fizzled out, but. That was an interesting, interesting little award show they had going on. And one of the first years they did it, they had Dillinger perform, and they just went. And they just did what they do. They just went yeah. crazy. You know, Greg. You know, bloody bloody nose. Like you know, or like you know, like smashed well, up his face and whatnot, and was just going yeah. crazy, jumping off stuff. And you could tell the crowd. I mean, it didn't help that it was in like a like a theater, so everyone had to be seated anyway. But just it just it was so jarring to see them performing and everyone just kind of sitting calmly and just not really yeah. reacting i think i mean part of it was just because of the setup but also i just don't think the crowd really understood because it felt like when you looked at who was nominated they always threw a couple bones to some you know some more interesting experimental artists you know at least relatively experimental artists but yeah. usually it was the very safe metal it was it was it was a little bit too corporate for metal but i feel like that's that's why you haven't had something like that Golden Gods award show because you just can't avoid the gramification of those kind of you know those kind of events, and that's just very sure. antithetical to. I mean, it's kind of like the the annual best metal album category. It's always a weird, super weird hodgepodge of yeah. artists that just yeah. like say, hey, like I'm surprised they got nominated, and then like wow, they're definitely going to carry it away. I mean, I think recently. Tenacious D was nominated, which I mean, I know technically they are metal, but it's just like really like they're gonna take up one of the few spots for best metal album. I mean, the the award has been a joke ever since the first one. Yeah, that, it know? was n not a great not a great launch pad for that. Yeah, <laughs> that I, I mean, but but also you know, why would we think that the Grammys is a place for um, I don't want to say good music, but like I guess. Um, objective criticism yeah if I, I but which i guess really isn't a thing in general but i mean i i've never looked to the grammys as being particularly um you know um i guess well informed in their decisions yeah i mean i say all that you know somewhat matter-of-factly like i don't like people who you still get upset about the gram i mean yeah like it's i think it's lame and but i also don't really take it seriously because again to to your point like 
I would say, like, I don't agree with their standards, but also I don't really know what their standards are. Because sometimes they award the, you know, the clearly most popular choice in a given category. Other times it's like, you know, a critical, like it just, it's very, very inconsistent. It's it's mercurial for sure. Yeah. Um, Like sometimes it's a popularity, like literally a popularity contest who sold the most records. And other times it's just, you know, like Arcade Fire won one year or the, you know, Random Access Memories Sometimes. Sometimes it feels like they, some years that they like scramble to make up for past mistakes. So like, you know, like, like that time that Beck won, uh, what, didn't he win like best album? Yeah. He won over Beyonce like and it was like a big, or, or like when, uh, um, yeah. you know, when Macklemore won best rap album over Kendrick Lamar, uh, which I mean, like, you know, I know you can have your opinion about Kendrick, but I, I, yeah, I, 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 mean, I, I hope that kind of speaks for itself. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it's like I, I, at least at least Kendrick fucking tries, yeah. you know. But but then um, it, it created a really cringy moment where Macklemore like publicly apologized to Kendrick for winning the Grammy, and it's like you know, just no. That's that that's just making it worse. And it's like, yeah, uh, I don't I, know. That's we don't need that. But thank you, yeah, Macklemore. I, I mean, but I, I'll let to say like I don't. Know, I I just feel like sometimes they will do that for an artist, you know, because they're like, oh fuck, this person is actually important to music. Wait a minute. Yeah. Like, let's give them this album for, for this. You know, let's give them this award for this album, even if this album isn't very good. And it's more like just because you're back. So you get that. You, you, you get this Grammy. Yeah. <laughs> Please and thank you. I don't know. I, I mean, we could go on and on. I mean, I, I was thinking today about how uh, screwed up of a category, uh, the, the category of urban Oh is. yeah, I, I think that did, they changed it this year, but it's like did, did they? Because I, I, I don't think I didn't think they did. Oh, um, I have to look this up now because I think they changed it and it still like wasn't. Oh, I think yeah. it's like modern modern R and B or something like that, which is still no. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's, like I, all... it, it, it's it's just a signpost that's saying black people go here. Kind no, of. absolutely, it, that's a hundred percent what it is. I, yeah, but it's it's like if if you're gonna be like that exclusionary about it you, you might as well just come out and say it almost oh, like I, okay. I, I like i i almost would respect them more if if they said it like that yeah. like at, at least they'd have like like some sort of chutzpah to them yeah so they, they officially changed it to best progressive r&b album which like which means nothing yeah no but it also like that that's that's too specific now because I mean, in the yeah. past, just kind of like mentally, just cycling through, you know, people who have been nominated to receive best urban contemporary, like not all of them were straight up art. It, again, yeah, it's very thinly veiled. Like, let's put all the black people in this column. Yeah, which is not it, it, is not great. Which is just yeah. I I don't I don't really understand it. Um, but like, I don't understand like any... like what why why have it? Like, why do you have to? Like, if, I I mean, I think part of it is just because, you know, I mean, I I feel like maybe their intention is for like you know r&b and soul music to sort of get more of a critical evaluation as opposed to um you know like i don't know like i think motown and i think you know related record labels that kind of pioneered r&b you know uh don't always have the most critical favor but at the same time the grammys have never been known to be you know critically favorable in a way yeah or at least you know like again like it's it's, it's very mercurial um you know so it's it, it it's it's intriguing i mean like okay have you ever seen that that south park episode where um 
Stan's trying to uh, return his dad's Margaritaville machine. No, no, I haven't. Yeah, yeah. It, so it, this is, uh, it, it happened, uh, they made this episode during the recession back in like 2008. Um, and he's trying to return this stupid Margaritaville. And he keeps trying to go further and further up the ladder because he can't return it. And so uh, it, he ends up going to the government who are, you know, giving out all these payouts to, you know, to, to you know, bail out uh, all these different companies. And it just shows how they like how they do it. They, they, they just ha- they're all in like this giant circle and they just cut a chicken's head off. And they just watch it run around, and wherever it lands on like this game board, that's who you bail out. Oh, <laughs> and man. like, I swear, that's exactly how the Grammys work. That's funny. That's <laughs> like, oh, it's, it, I mean, it, it it makes more sense than you know. I mean, it, it, it's like the uh, the the uh, the XL freshman lineup. You know? Oh yeah. I, I mean, where... the, 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 then again, I've I've really i i feel like if i was more um uh you know if, if i had my finger on the pulse of of like modern hip-hop more i feel like i could probably make more sense uh i'm i'm not gonna pretend to oh, i don't know if i'll be able to find it quickly but i'm not gonna pretend to know I, I, like, I don't think i knew any of the freshmen this year yeah like i'm not gonna pretend yeah. to like have my my thumb on the the pulse finger on the pulse as much as but i just feel like in years like for me around 2012 2013 like take that with a grain of salt because that that was like peak me being really in tune with hip-hop but like 2012 i just pulled it up you had you know future danny brown macklemore machine gun kelly hobson iggy azalea like it's a sampling like yeah, like obviously i, I, I just I, I wonder i think the definition of freshman has really changed over the last decade yeah but like, because like, I mean, when I first learned about it, I'm like, oh, you know, so it's a, so it's a way to give a nod to like these people who are like kind of up and coming and not quite discovered yet. But the thing is, like, every artist that you just described was already pretty successful at that point. Yeah, and I, I think for me, uh, you know, my take was going to be there. I mean, I have different different opinions on all those artists, but that is a pretty diverse range of hip hop artists. And same thing, 2013, you had. Schoolboy Q, Trinidad James, Joey Badass, Absol, Logic, Action Bronson, Travis Scott. Like, that's an, there's an enormous gap between their approach to hip hop. But after that, I just felt like it was, it became very homogenous. Like, it just became very much everyone. Like, not only did I not think they were, you know, whether or not I think they were good or not, whatever, but just their music sounded a little bit too. Like, it was supposed to be basically, it's supposed to be a state of, you know, state of the genre kind of thing like young artists um but to your point yeah like i I guess their metric was when they became relatively popular because some of those artists were absolutely around well before so i guess it's like like have they broken through is that considered freshman but that's a little yeah that's a little bit of a weird benchmark i don't know yeah and, and i feel like in those years the idea of even breaking out has changed radically. Yeah. Um, because I mean, like I know, like I'll watch Fantano's, um, you know, uh, weekly track roundups pretty much every week. And like probably 80% of the bands that he talks about, I've never heard of. And like, you know, it, it's, it's just interesting to see how, you know, uh, I mean, it's, it's music's definitely been democratized uh, significantly over the past decade. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
I, I think for the better. Yeah, um, for sure. You know, it's, it, it's just a little more confusing to sort of get a good idea of, of what's going on, though. Like, it, it makes it just a little harder to sort of gather information, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah before, to your yeah. point, before we move on too much, you're totally right, because looking at, like, 2013, for example, um, like, Trinidad James literally had one song, All Gold Everything, and then you have someone like Action Bronson, who had already released four mixtapes, three of which were relatively well acclaimed, and then one underrated, like, studio album, and, like, that was, you know, that was his version of being, you know, a freshman, like, up and coming, and then you had Trinidad yeah. James, who literally had one song everyone knew about. Like, that's a very, it's a very weird metric for, like, yeah. I mean, very I, consistent. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's a bit bizarre, uh, you know, and I think it, it's also funny how just hip-hop, um, like, rapper names have, like, changed over the past decade, too. Because I, I feel like you can't be a rapper now unless you have either a long name or you have some strange spelling of your name. Yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, I mean, I can't, I can't even... Because I, I like Joey Badass's music, but he has, like, dollar signs for, in the ass. Oh, so. I, I, I was thinking of, you know, uh, the artist Backwash? Oh, yeah, where it's just, yeah, like... Yeah, how it's, like, back X-Wash. Yeah, which... Or something like that. Or, uh, or like, just the, the, the artist Black, but he, he, it's 6-L-A-C-K. Yeah. It's, like... I like, like, sometimes, like, a lot of the stuff is, like... Like, how are you supposed to pronounce this? And not in a way that's, like, oh, this is a word that is not usually translated into English. It's more, like, these people are just, like, hitting the keyboard almost yeah. at random times during when they're spelling their name and just be like fuck it yep that one <laughs> yeah exactly it, you know what it's it, it, they're using autec or naming conventions that, that's what it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I mean going back i think that was one of the things that originally turned me off about like back like it just felt like too like they're just trying too hard to be like esoteric and like weird um uh, I tried listening to the new album that everyone's really, you know, raving about. Uh, I, I just wasn't in the right headspace, but I do want to give it a shot at yeah, some I, point. Yeah, I have it on my list, too, to listen to. I, I've been really, like, I have such a huge friggin' to listen list, and, and like, I, I just need to spend the next few weeks just whittling it down a little bit, because it, it's, it's just unmanageable right now. Yeah. I, <laughs> and there's a lot of new stuff I really want to listen to, and I just haven't gotten a chance. Yeah. I think at the time I was really... I was trying to catch up on hip hop and I just like, I was really looking for like actual hip hip hop. And I just, once it started, I was like, no, this is no, no, this is not, this is not what my mind is ready for right now. Yeah. You're right. You, sh- you should put on the new machine gun Kelly album. <laughs> uh, maybe a little bit too traditional or I don't, I don't well, even know what, tra- it, I don't it, even know what, isn't tra- he like a, he, he's like a pop punk, uh, artist now right you know who else like he... um willow smith released like a straight up like not even like little wayne's idea of what rock music is do you remember he when he released a rock album i don't remember little wayne doing he a decided rock album, like he learned but... how to play guitar and decided he wanted to make a rock it was i mean you know spoiler alert it was awful um and there was one i think it was like mtv music awards he tried to play guitar on stage and it was absolutely horrendous um, is it is it as good as the fred durst solo because like that's that, that that's a pretty good video. I don't know if I know the one you're talking about, honestly. 
but it, it, there's one where Fred Durst just takes a guitar solo and it's it is just yeah it, it, it's it's underwhelming <laughs> to to put it nicely. To put it nicely. I'll have, to, I'll have to watch it and compare it because the the little Wayne solo I'm thinking of <laughs> is is like really like aggressively bad. Like I'm surprised because we've talked about before how people um, like the the hype men and like the enablers that different artists have just are just will not tell an artist, hey, I'm sorry, this is bad. But like yeah. I'm shocked no one said hey, like found some way to like still like protect his ego, but say, dude, like you can't you just can't play guitar like i'm not con- i'm not convinced you've ever took it taken a guitar lesson after hearing you play that <laughs> well i mean that that's the problem though is you need to take a guitar lesson maybe i don't know it it, it it's it all depends i i be, before we keep going down this road though i really want to talk about your album of the week Yes, this was, uh, I was running errands in Manchester, stopped into Newbury, and I always check the 399 bin, because there, I always find diamonds in the rough. I actually found, um, uh, just Reese off the top of my head, that Active Child album, uh, You Are All I See. Yeah, I found that for four, but I was like, hey, great, like, you know, of course, there's also a lot of albums where I'm like, I totally understand, I'm actually surprised you're charging four night if we afford four bucks for this i wouldn't expect selling even cheaper um but this is one of the, like the most surprising like i can't believe i i found this like this this was like an og copy of this album technically it completed my collection for another artist but uh i'll just say what it is and then i'll explain so this is riddles are bound tonight by the band sausage uh aka les claypool and oh. early members of Primus. So Primus actually used to, or their first demo was called Sausage. And the, the the guitarist and drummer he had, they recorded some stuff and then, you know, they kind of wanted to move on. And eventually he replaced them with Larry Lalonde and Tim, Tim Alexander, who, you know, just they became, you know, the more most recognized um, version of, of Primus. Yeah. Um, so in 1994, which was in between, I think it was in between, yeah, uh, Pork Soda and Tales from the Punch Bowl, they revisited that lineup and released Reels Are Bound Tonight. And I will let you look up the album cover yourself because it is, oh, it's, okay. it's, it's something. It's, it's very, it's very, I, I can't wait. Very unsurprising. It, it, it's, it's very uh, Claypoolian. It's very Primus. Like when you see it, you're like, yep, yeah. that's something that came from the what, mind of Les. What is it? Riddles are Riddles are about tonight by Sausage. So- just the name Sausage. Uh, oh, is it is it the one the the like corpse kind yeah, of yeah with the lo- like lo- fat the large woman on it? I think maybe. Yeah, yeah. That's um, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know what? It kind of okay. Uh, have you ever? Do you remember the band Dry Kill Logic? Uh, no. Let me look I, I mean, yeah, they, yes, but I don't think I really engaged with them that much. But yeah, me, me neither. But they had an album that kind of had like the similar art style. Oh, um, the, the darker side of nonsense. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. I could see the parallel for sure. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, but um, yeah, that, that's that's an album cover for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, this was not. This was interesting because I think the fact so this definitely the sound of it 
it was a rougher like the songwriting was a rougher and heavier version of what you heard on Frizzle Fry, which is definitely Primus's most direct like metal. I love that album. Yeah, it's so such much. a great album, but this was even heavier. There was some really great songwriting, and I think it benefited from kind of that unique release where they took ideas that they wrote like before Primus's, you know, the true Primus started releasing studio albums, but it was released once like they had like the 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 ability to record a proper, like I think this. So, 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 so this was recorded using that lineup, not not the original lineup. No, it was so like in between, uh, you know, Pork Soda and Tales from the Punch Bowl, uh, Les Claypool connected with the two original members from oh from okay, Primus okay. and recorded this album with them, and it was uh, honestly, it just it just sounds like a weird like lost Primus album. Like it doesn't, it doesn't sound super what am i trying to say like like i think if, if someone just told you like hey this is like you know this was a primus album that never got released you're like oh okay like does, you know the fact it's named you know by a band named sausage and doesn't have a primus <laughs> name on it yeah it's <laughs> just just sausage like not, not like you know any other uh addendum to that word just sausage you know? yeah just sausage again very very clear coolian um well i for me i like when you said the band it's like sausage and i'm like wait is is that like the first band that ween like was called like <laughs> was, was that their original name yeah oh man <laughs> like the, the which would be really funny is if you change your name from sausage to ween <laughs> oh man you just 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 you just keep getting uh like bolder and like more to the point with every name change yeah exactly exactly (laughs) oh that'd be so but yeah i mean i was so stoked to find it the way i did only you know really cheap copy of it uh but yeah i I think it's great uh it definitely is lacking the this truly is just like a very metal you know straightforward take like a raw heavier version of frizzle fry um okay. it doesn't have kind of the more weird esoteric elements of like sound of the Caesar cheese or pork soda um it's certain cert- <laughs> yeah what's what's the um what's the one of the sailing Caesar cheese i think is it is it pork chops little ditty or is it um I th- 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 there's that one i think it's like grandpa singing in the shower or something like that oh yeah yeah, yeah. oh i'd love primus <laughs> you ironically though i've never listened to tales from the punch bowl or, or anything like anything after pork soda actually uh i think I, see, it, it, i've just never heard great things about like post pork soda like it's always been mixed at best tales from the punch bowl is cool it has winona's big brown beaver is one of their best songs uh but the album overall is pretty good uh brown album has some good songs but it's very it's again it's it's very you know shake hands with beef fisticuffs but yeah, it's a little. It's it's kind of like yeah, this is fine. Um, I think Antipop is super underrated. Like there are some great great riffs on uh, on that album. Um, after that, yeah, I mean, I didn't did. Is Green Naga Hide after that, or yeah, there's like a couple of like there's one album in between that, right? Yeah, Antipop after Antipop, they took a break. Uh, Green Naga Hide, Green Naga is good. It definitely sounds like they're still weird. They're still Primus, but it very much you know 
there that, it's one that album cover like always reminds me of um like an adult swim cutaway yeah or i, I guess it's a bump is what they call it i, I could totally see that um yeah just like yeah. It, it feels like you need to be like a little bit high to, to, to kind to of fully appreciate to, it. To, yeah. yeah like to vibe with it a yeah. little more but like i i, I remember sorry i'm gonna just yeah yeah quick tangent i used to uh when i used to watch adult swim like as like a teenager i remember they had like this whole bump theme where they would just do tilt shift like photography of like these random like you know cityscapes Mm -hmm. in like town scenes and it was the most bizarre thing to me because like i'd never seen like tilt shift photography before that and so like when you're watching it at like 10 or 11 at night and you're exhausted and it's playing like you know this weird like vaguely like elevator-ish music it's it's a weird experience yeah for (laughs) sure i i I guess that's just adult swim for you yeah it's Um, uh like it i I love those moments honestly like it's really cool to you know like right now we're watching tuca and birdie and uh uh wow it's super popular rick and morty i like laura and i watched that and like some of my favorite parts are like the in-between like weirdisms that like you know pre and post commercial break um i i remember that like when i used to watch adult swim more religiously like all kind of the weirdisms they would throw in while you were watching it live um yeah um but just anyway yeah just to close out primus uh green nagahide good it's one of those cases where like obviously they are like at a later stage in life trying to you know recapture their heyday but like that's that's kind of what it sounds like too like it's definitely it would have been cool to listen to like live at the time like as a brand new album uh i guess just like if you were a longtime fan like for me like i got into primus like really got into primus after it had already been out and i just kind of listened to everything at the same time um the their most two most recent albums kind of they both solve and create a problem that the other album... It was, it was a Primus and the Chaka Factory. Yeah, they both... And they both desaturating well, Seven. Each of them solves and has, like, the opposite problem of the other album. Like, Primus and the Chaka Factory is too weird that, like, there are no... Like, there's, like, very little to grab onto. Like, it's just very, like, weird, like, creepy basically like a nightmare scenario outside the chocolate factory yeah, so, so basically like instead of in, instead of like primus being like half like suicidal tendencies and half residents it's like full residents yeah that's a good way to put it you know basically where you're like okay like this is cool and i'm, I'm like kind of like i'm kind of enjoying listening to it but at the same time there's not like there's no songs that i'm remembering and then actually they re- replace suicidal tendencies with uh with infectious grooves yeah there we go but then the desaturating seven it kind of had the opposite problem where all the songs were just very straightforward grooves and like it's either the seven or the trek one of those songs uh i think it's the seven has like a really really cool clay pool bass groove but then the song you're like oh that's kind of it and like there's very little weirdness even though it's based on a children's book where a bunch of goblins go to eat all the color in the world. So, like, it had a really cool, interesting concept, but then just kind of was not super interesting. You know, I, I, I would like to see Primus take on, like, I, I like expand uh, 
an already existing universe instead of trying to tell uh, a story. So like, I, immediately what pops into my mind is is Primus doing a concept album, uh, exploring the universe of the Keebler Elves. That would be cool. I would like like, but 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 like, Claypool has to bring his own weirdness into it. Like like he has to set up new canon, basically. <laughs> I feel I feel like he could like, do. I mean, like that's the thing. I'm not after these last two albums. Unfortunately, I'm not sure they could do it at this stage in their career. But certainly, at some point, I think they would have done it really, really well. Um, but I mean, we'll see. I mean, there's definitely definitely room for them to kind of recapture that old glory. And I, you, 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 go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm still gonna. I, I have all their albums on CD, including now with, with Sausage. I think I technically are missing a couple EPs, but. I think that they're mostly covers, so I don't know if it's interests me that much. Uh, final fun little tidbit: uh, Justin Chancellor uh, does the Goblin Master narration on their most recent oh, album. That is such a great little tidbit. To yeah. Know. So they they have they have friends in all all types of places, oh, yeah. which is fun. Like, well, I, that's actually what I was gonna say. Is like, like, do you remember when? Um, I mean, I guess we we weren't really aware of it when it happened but um when jason newstead left metallica that they were entertaining having Les claypool join as their basis because he, oh, him and kirk hammett are really good friends that would have been so fucking cool i mean i don't think it really would have fit but it would have been really cool um, i mean i i think when it comes down to like sheer like talent he's probably like the one person who could probably replace um uh cliff burton but yeah Still, though, it's it, it it wouldn't be like a one to one match by any means, but yeah. like, you know, I, I I feel like Claypool could do a good job of like, and I I would love to see Claypool playing like Anesthesia, like yeah, that, that would be really cool. Um, just you know, I guess you know, final final note, uh, <laughs> you know, because I just said last was final note. Um, speaking of friends, and I, this is one of the reasons I'm not really sure why Antipop like float floored the Raiders so much because, uh. It has it has an insane guest list. So, the album includes uh, Tom Waits, James Hetfield, okay. Jim Martin right. from Fade No More, uh, Fred Durst, Tom Morello, Matt Stone from South Park, and Stuart. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see yeah, that. And Stuart Copeland from Prince. Or, yeah, from Prince. From, uh, from the police. From the police. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a crazy <laughs> that's a crazy list of guests. <laughs> that is. But that is really weird. But for whatever reason, and, and like uh, musically, I think it's really—I I don't know—maybe just because that's the thing about Primus is that they—I forget who said it, but it was someone like on their wiki page. Um, they're like one of the probably the weirdest band to ever. Like, they're the weirdest band to be as popular as they were. Like, it, it's it's pretty bizarre. Like, so maybe by 1999, that kind of mystique of the 90s had worn off, and people were like, "Yeah, I don't really care anymore." I wonder how much South Park had a hand in making them popular. Oh, honestly, I feel like that's that's a huge part because it's you know that sound like that theme song. It's instantly recognizable yeah. as um, friendly faces everywhere, humble folks without temptation. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, that's awesome. But, yeah, I hadn't pieced that together, but yeah, for sure, that's definitely a. Uh, Stuart Copeland though that, that that's such a strange pick like I, the other ones I can actually see like those all kind of make sense like I, I could see Tom Waits showing up on the Primus, Primus album with like no yeah. problem in a way but Stuart Copeland's the weird one out of that 
What's interesting he, is, I mean, I'm sure he probably contributed something to the percussion, but he's primarily listed as a producer. So like, well, he's a he's like a video game uh, soundtrack composer. Oh really? Nowadays, I'm I'm pretty sure. Like he he did a, like a lot of like old school, uh, like PS1 games and stuff oh, like that. Like I, I yeah, I have to look it up. I remember because I, I used you know, uh, I I I happen to be a fan of the YouTubes. Uh, you know, and uh, I, I well, when I started getting really into YouTube, I, I was watching a lot of like you know a lot of those um you know video game content creators. Yeah. And so one of them was really obsessed with Stuart Copeland, um, and I never really understood, um, you know, why. I mean, it, I, I don't know. Video game soundtracks are weird. You know, I, I feel like I'm kind of biased, in a way on like on like soundtracks in general lately I, I don't know if you've noticed this on rate your music but i they, they're including them a lot more like there's a lot more inclusivity for them mm-hmm. and it's it i don't want to be this guy but like it, it kind of throws off the charts in a way like so i like i'll look for you know if you do a search for like best ambient albums on you know using rate your music's chart feature oh yeah for sure um, like you gonna, are gonna it, see yeah. like, like the first 10 are basically all video game soundtracks and it's like i i, I don't want to discount the work that those creators did you know that those musicians did for that i it's just i don't know i i, I kind of want to listen i don't i i don't want to say i i i kind of want to only listen to like actual you know, like actual ambient music, but it's like I I feel like soundtracks are like, you know, they they're built with a purpose in mind. That I I mean I guess I guess that's the same thing for, um, you know, regular music too. That's it also has a purpose. Also, uh, Stuart Copeland he wrote yeah he he did like every Spyro game basically. Uh, weirdly enough, I don't know if I know that. Spyro? The Spyro, Spyro the Dragon. Oh, Spyro! I think it's Spyro. No, oh man. yeah, I'm I'm very familiar with Spyro. Did he really? Yeah. 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 Sorry, that just hit me. That's really cool and also really weird. Yeah, yeah. He, he so like yeah, he's done like a bunch of these uh, just odd yeah, like the, the Life and Times of Juniper Lee. Do you remember that by any chance? The life. Oh my God! He wrote he he wrote this music for the Amanda Show. Man, he he had quite the post police. Although I think they're still together, but that, that is that's a very interesting rep. You know. I, I, are the police together? I I didn't think they were. Um, yeah, they, they, they aren't. They okay. Well, then I guess that he is yeah. doing his own thing now. You know, writing music for the Amanda Show. <laughs> hey, why not? <laughs> we did that a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, they, they, that's why we, we we need like a uh, a reboot of the Amanda Show. <laughs> Amanda Show. That's for how housewives. Wow, yeah, he, 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 uh, wow, yeah, he's been, like, the go-to. That's really interesting. I mean, it's really cool to see what artists come up with, like, the, you know, with, like, these video game soundtracks, because, like, you know that Amon Tobin did a Tom Clancy soundtrack? Oh, really? That actually kind of makes yeah. sense. I feel like he could make a really good soundtrack for that kind of story. Yeah, I, I, I guess. I just, like, I think, I don't know, I, after... 
listening to a few interviews with him, it just seems so not his style. I mean, probably because he kind of basically just said it. Um, but I, I, I think he's, like, open to it, though. I don't know. It's, you know, just... Yeah, he, he's he's an interesting artist. You, you know that he has a new album coming out? Um, Stuart Copeland? In, no, no. Um, oh, Avon Tobin. Yeah, I think you mentioned that. Yeah. Actually, ironically, Stuart Copeland did release a new album this year. Oh, that's with funny. With Ricky Kej. I'm not going to pretend to know who that is. Um, yeah, I don't know who that but, is. Um, you know, you, you ever feel like sometimes, um, I don't know how to even word this, like, do you ever feel like belittled, I guess, by like the amount of music stuff you don't know? Yes. Be- because like, like, like so- sometimes I'll, I'll like be talking to somebody and they'll be like, oh, what do you do? And, or like, you know, what do you like? And I'm like, you know, I listen to music, et cetera, et cetera. And they're like, oh, have you heard of like this artist? And I'm like. I've never heard of this artist. Okay, but like, you know what? Actually, like I'm going to flip that now because that's actually one of my biggest pet peeves because people will do that with me and they'll name like some new... Um, like, I, I won't throw anyone to the bus, but there's a family member of mine who will, you know, they listen to like very normie rock, like radio rock and stuff <laughs> like that. Scott, have you listened to this new band, Greta Van Fleet? They, heard, they, they sound like nobody else, man. No, but it'll be like, like some <laughs> aggro, like, serious XM hard rock band. Like, oh, I don't know them. But then it's not even, the, like, it's not even that specific part of the interaction. It's when they're like, oh, like, I thought you liked music. I'm like, well, okay, I could name an innumerable amount of bands that you would have never heard of in your life. Like, does that mean, like, do you want me to do that? Do you want me to start rattling off, like, you know, European black metal bands and like go down the list of bands you've never heard of. Like, I think it's just because music is such, and it's there's such an insane. I mean, just year to year, there's such an insane backlog of new music that comes out. So when you you multiply that by like the history of recorded music, like fuck, dude. Um. (laughs) Yeah, and and we're just talking about stuff that even made it to people's ears, because like there's a whole underground of stuff that's just like only because it's on like fucking cassette tapes still yeah it's just it's yeah. very I I, I I guess i just i i've never felt belittled or i know uh I, i've never had that kind of um rapport with somebody about that like i i i guess i'm thinking more like i don't know it like i had somebody you know talk about a uh an artist and i'm just like i've just never heard of him and i i, I just like it's cool to know that and like to to kind of be in awe of just how much there is to know and how you know i mean you know if you want to get philosophical that you just will never know all of that yeah but at the same time it's just like sometimes it's a little ego bruising because because you just like want to you want to be like you you kind of want to have an idea of what somebody's talking about in a way um, you know, whereas like, it, so sometimes you just kind of have to nod, you know, like, like I, uh, we had people over the other night and, um, one of, uh, one of them is in, um, she's working on her master's in music education and, um, you know, uh, so we, and she has to do like a bunch of like, you know, classical analysis of these pieces. And I remember one time I was talking to her and she, uh, she was like, oh, you know, I have to do, you know, I had an, I like analyze like box, like you know prelude or you know like whatever something like that and in my mind i'm like uh, uh-huh and in, in my mind i'm like i i know Bach, but like i i could not tell you like 
like a, a numer like a numerical classical piece except for like you know beethoven's fifth and ninth like you know i i don't know it's it, it's just it, it's it, it's an interesting proposition just that like there's just so much you won't know but i think and that's it, yeah no no go ahead Oh, I was just say it's it's just it's it's frustrating and freeing at the same time, in equal parts. Yeah, I mean, like I, I always I find that cool. That's why I think that's why it, it annoyed not that not that the bands that come up in these conversations are bands that interest me. Um, yeah, but like in other parts of the world, you know, other parts of my like, I kind of know who to go to for certain recommendations amongst my broader network. You know, people who are, are really have the pulse of hip-hop or really have the pulse of like you know grimy sludgy you know hardcore math chord like all that kind of general scene like it is yeah i, I feel like I, I i like the fact that everyone you know it's it's so satisfying to me when i recommend something that i feel like is in my wheelhouse and so it really resonates with someone and then you know like vice mm. versa when you know the same thing happens with me where like someone recommends something i'm like holy shit like this is amazing and i'm really glad that you you recommended it so but yeah it, it definitely is daunting where um i mean that that's that's helped me you know i mentioned that my endeavor is to be a little bit quality over quantity this year a little bit more quality like rather than just trying to you know listen to as many albums as possible really spend more time with the albums i enjoy and it's been really rewarding but there are some times where i just i'm like oh my god i'm so you know quote unquote behind on new music and like <laughs> it, it, that, it just reminds me of like Listen, you're far behind in general on the history of music. Like, you will never catch up in any truly meaningful way. So, like, it's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think it's it. It's just okay. So so I I think what what sort of spurred on this thinking was um, I I I this is gonna get weird, kind of. But my uh my therapist knows all these different bands, um. And just a little, like, just out of nowhere, like my my first week of, of meeting with her, she she name dropped um, uh, a track off of King Crimson's Discipline album, which hey. is like my favorite King Crimson album. And it, it, went, it was like completely unprovoked too. And it was just like, you were like the coolest therapist I've ever had. That's you know? awesome. <laughs> but 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 then you know, but but it's just funny, just like how she's able to just like come out with this and like our our subject next week she actually met our subject next week um weirdly enough like she interviewed this subject oh nice um yeah it very strange uh and it's just and she so she, last week she she named this band i think at little feet and I, i'm like i've never heard of of the band little feet and it's just like on one hand you kind of want to get defensive and be like well like well fuck you i know i know henry cowell like you know <laughs> But like, I mean, it's it's just it's such a, you know, I I I'm not gonna say that that's what I want to feel. I think it's just, I, I think it's just interesting as all is is to, to have that, you know, to just think about that sort of thing that everybody kind of has their own niche and like, I, I mean, th this kind of goes into like my whole thought of like, you know, sort of what what at least I felt like we did when we created this podcast, just like this idea of musical exploration, mm -hmm. because nobody's so, sort of in the same sort of time and space when it comes to you know being into music like they're always everybody's gonna have their own path you know yeah and it's just cool to see 
where those paths go and where they intersect and what have you. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, I mean th- that reminds me of you brought up Henry Cow um, when I worked at the music production company. I, but... I I said Henry Cowell, but yeah, Henry Cow is good. Hey, too, you, you know what? It 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 it, it has. He has Henry Cow in his name, so um, yeah. I, I mean, I it, people think it's a reference, possibly, to Henry Cowell anyway. So, yeah. oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's one of those things. It's sort of like the band AMM. Like nobody knows what AMM actually stands for, um, and the members refuse to talk about it. Interesting. That that's yeah. a creative way to take it or way to approach it. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so. He, you know, my CEO, like when I first started, we, we talked, talked about music I like. And I said, you know, like, I, I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not classically trained in music. You know, unsurprising, a lot of the people who worked at the company were. Um, but I said, you know, like, yeah. I was really into Ornette Coleman at the time. He's like, you're the, you're the first person I met who, like, is not a musician but loves Ornette Coleman. I was like, that's kind of a weird, that's kind of a weird, like, hyper-specific, you know, thing to say but whatever and he said if you, if you like for whatever reason he said if you like if you like Renette Coleman you should check out Henry Cow which is a kind of a weird like in hindsight a little bit of a weird recommendation yeah. um but I was like oh I think I might have also mentioned that I was I was into getting to Zorn at the time which I guess that makes a little bit more sense yeah that um does. but yeah, yeah I, I I ended up listening to I forget which I mean I wish that their album covers weren't exactly the same because I don't actually remember which one I listened <laughs> this- to uh, all the socks yeah so the, 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 there's unrest and then um oh the, I, I, I think it was leg end i'm pretty sure oh, yeah, it was, it's, so yeah it was leg end unrest in praise of learning and i think there were like maybe one or two more after that i'm I, i'm not going to remember accurately but i'm pretty sure it was leg end i think i just typed in henry cow and that just happened to be what came up well um, okay so so when you were working for them, were we talking about when we, um, because we did an episode on Leg End, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so maybe maybe it just like, like happened to be ago. fortuitous that, um, I think it might have been after, it was around the same time. It must have been after because I specifically don't remember, like I had never heard of Henry Cow at that point. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I like them now. I forget which sock album I own, but I own one of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know, like, yeah. The, the, uh, I, the, is it in, I thought you had In Praise of Learning, right? Uh, I could check Discogs right now. But, yeah, th- that's something that's... I have mixed feelings about that, where, like, there are some artists, um, like, Super Silent, for example. Like, I, I have the one that everyone likes. It's kind of this... Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, but they're, they're all Super they're, Silent. They're all Super Silent world. with a number, and they're just different colors. So yeah. it's just it's not super helpful. So I just, I'm like, you know what? So I remember we went to Bulbous at one, at one point and they had whatever was the highest rated album. And I was like, you know what? Fine. Give me that. Give me that one. Um, <laughs> so I... Yeah, sometimes it's... That, that can be a little uh, difficult, you know. Yeah. Uh, oh, to, to discern. by the way, fun. So I have In Praise of Learning on CD and Leg End on LP. Nice. So nice. I... So what... um. Which which sock album am I missing? Uh, you're you're so you're missing unrest. I'm missing unrest. Um, I'll have to make that my life's goal. Just to have all the sock albums, and and then afterwards you have to commit seppuku. Yeah, because exactly. you have nothing else exactly. to live for. You know what? The, the, my, my my wife, my dog. No. Yeah. You know what? They're. I feel like they're different enough color wise, where it's actually not that difficult. 
Yeah, right. no, they, they, they're, I mean, I think Legend and Unrest are probably the more confusing ones. In Praise of Learning is, is, you know, I, I feel like kind of obvious. Bright red. Yeah. It's like, it's like red. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I, but yeah, they, I love how the other two albums they released could not, like, they don't look remotely in that vein at all. Like Western, <laughs> yeah. Western, if you told me Western culture, if that was like a new wave band from the eighties, I would totally believe you. Like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I know. I know that, that, that album cover is ridiculous. I mean, for, I, for, I like it, but like I'm like, count. wow, that literally, if you told me this is like an 80s synth pop band, I'd be like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, they, I don't know if you, oh, yeah, they, um, there's a great book on Henry Cow, um, and they actually talk about, like, that the guy who painted those socks, he actually used, like, like, like really thick, like, acrylic paint, and, like, so he basically wove the socks in a way. That's, on the canvas. That's really interesting. Yeah, they, they, that, that was a really interesting book. It's called um, "The World Is a Problem." It was I, the the thing is, it's it's one of I, I think it's just hmm, it's a biography of you know it's band like, of the band for sure because like they're a very academic ish type of band in that like you know they have like a lot going on mentally. You know when when you get into them, mm-hmm. you know because you know just not only musically but also they were basically communists, kind of. Uh, you know, and just there's just a huge political aspect, and so the, this book just goes through a lot of like political theory at times, mm-hmm. and just you know it, it it can get a little much, but I think it's it, it's necessary in a way because I mean it's. It's a book about Henry Cow, in a way. Mm-hmm. So, it's just like like, I don't know. Sometimes that type of academia towards towards music um, can get a little much. But mm-hmm. you know, spoiler alert. Uh, kind of what happens with with our our with next week's uh, <laughs> topic. But uh, <laughs> we'll we'll get to that when we get to that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're at like 53 minutes. We went a little long last time. Um, so do you want to just cut it out now? Or sure. do you have anything uh, else you want to jump on? No, I think this has been a nice, well-rounded uh, episode. <laughs> yeah, it just so. went, went, went everywhere. It really did. <laughs> Henry Cowan Primus and uh, the, the double XL. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's, that's, quite a, that's quite a range. Uh, the one thing I will yeah. say to close it out is... Uh, some of the ciphers that they've done, the double XL freshman, really, really cool. Um, definitely worth watching, but of course, it depends on what you think of the featured artists. Because if you do not like them, then you probably will not like the ciphers. So, yeah, I mean, to be fair, I don't know any of the featured artists anymore, so yeah. it's kind of like a uh, you know, <laughs> kind of a shrug for me, big old shrug, <laughs> yeah, but not like a mesh shrug, it's just like. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll be back next week. Thanks, as always, for listening. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, if you're interested... Uh, you know, if you want to hear more, just, you know, listen to us on uh, iTunes, pod, Apple Podcasts, Android Podcasts, anywhere you can get a podcast, basically. 
Uh, we're on all of it. Uh, if you follow us on Anchor too, you know, whatever works for you. And uh, definitely be sure to follow us on Twitter. And if you ever have any suggestions, topics you want us to talk about, or questions, anything like that, uh, be sure to email us. Yeah, uh, we're at, at Seishura Podcast on Twitter. And our email, I think, is Seishura Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, as always, thanks for listening. Yeah, appreciate it a lot. Bye.